Welcome to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. Denver Sports tonight on this Tuesday night at the Mile High City. He's James Merrillat. I'm Will Peterson. Rolling with you for the next hour. Got a nice little storm rolling in. Took us down by about 15 degrees, James. That was much, much needed this afternoon. You know, Will, I uh, I spent the better part of two weeks in 110 degree plus temperatures. So all all you folks complaining about the last few days, I'm like, this is this is nice. This is fine. I don't know if nice is the word that comes to mind. I mean, it's you, summer. You it's, we're going to have to get through it. The high in Lake Havasu today was 115. You chose to go to Lake Havasu. I know. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it could be hotter. It could be worse. There's a reason I live in Denver and not in <laughs> Lake Havasu. I love like, Phoenix I, or Dallas. I thought all the people who love the weather here talk about it's the variety. Well, we had nothing but rain for like eight weeks. Now we're getting some heat. We're finally getting summer, which is nice. Yeah, like I, you don't I, want a few of these days, a few pool days. I like my summer ten degrees cooler. <laughs> I can do the pool when it's eighty nine I mean, out. It doesn't have to be ninety nine to go to the pool. Poor Nikola Jokic didn't have like a single good day of weather for the pool during the NBA playoffs, and now that he's gone, we finally have pool weather. Yeah, but he found cliff diving weather, so I think he's doing. He all did. Right he's himself. doing fine. I just I would rather go to the pool when I'm not worried about. Rain clouds. Today's up until now it was a good pool day. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you're staying cool out there. Uh, speaking of staying cool, Russell Wilson. James, is Russell Wilson cool again? You know, you get back into shape. Everyone's getting back on the bandwagon. Your store opens at the airport. You're friends with Coach Prime. You're going viral. Colin Coward's got you as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. It sort of feels like some of the sins of 2022 for now have been forgiven. Am I right to say that Russell Wilson is is trending in the right direction? It feels like the narrative is is slowly but surely getting more positive around Russ. I think if you looked outside of Denver and outside of Broncos country, I think you're probably right. And I think that even just extends, you just go up to Boulder and it's Deion Sanders and he wasn't here for the uh, the mess that was last year. And I, I think, yeah, Russell Wilson's still cool. I think if you're a CU football player and you were at Jackson State last year, and now Russell Wilson is on your campus and on your field and he's throwing you footballs, you're like, this is pretty freaking cool. I think the negativity toward Russ is a fairly small group of very rabid, very angry Broncos fans. If Russell Wilson showed up with me to do one of my coffee shop polls, Mm. 9 out of 10 people, probably 10 out of 10 people would be just like, thrilled that he's there. Yeah, but that's the internet versus real life. That's a micro, that's a larger conversation about society. It was more than a small handful of Broncos country that was mad at Russell Wilson last year. Uh, it, was a, it was a majority of Broncos country by November, December that was sick of him and sick of the way he was playing. Mm, I, think mo- I, I, think, I think that's a stretch. I do. I, I think if Russell Wilson had showed up at a school on December 1st of last year to, to give a speech, you, you, you think he would have been booed by half the kids? 
No, because I, I don't necessarily think that the kids who have a pro quarterback rolling into their school are going to be as ruthless as adults who pay hundreds of dollars to go to a terrible product for the majority of the home if games If he last shows year. up to our staff meeting last December, most people are like, eh, it's time for me to go get some pizza. No, because, again, they're chasing clout, and they want to get a picture with him so they can put it on their Instagram so they can get likes from their friends. I just think Russ has always been cool. That's my, that's my point. I, I think Ooh. Russ is cool. Always been cool? Yeah. I think he, he got a he got a kicker making fun of him from the Ravens. I think there's a, a freaking kicker saying Ravens flock, let's ride. Okay, so or let's fly. So you got Tucker, you got Sherman, you got a couple of people that are ripping him, and then nobody pays attention to all of the guys who say good things about him. There's a lot of former teammates up in Seattle who said a lot of good things about him, and everybody focuses on the kicker from the Ravens trolling him and Richard Sherman trolling him. I got okay. fan. That's right. There's another one. Was that Keenan Allen, KJ? It was. Thank you. Well, to some extent, that's a sign that his his, uh, catchphrase was catching on. I just appreciate KJ coming up with a third one like that. Okay, so three. Instantly. Three people. There are more than three. There was a frustration with Russ, and he was the biggest punching bag in the NFL last year. He just was. He was an easy target for fellow players. He was an easy target for the media. He was an easy target for everyone to mock. Russell Wilson is going to be the prime example for how America works, right? Once you're on top, they love to knock you down. And then you know what we love even more than that? A comeback story. A good comeback story. And that's what Russ is going to be. That's what he's going to be. And he's cool again. He's out there. He looks great. He's throwing dimes out on Folsom Field. He's showing up at DIA today. And it's, it's, you know, people are just clamoring to get a photo with him as he opens his new swanky clothing store at the – DIA terminal, which is better because that's going to be a lot of people not from Denver who are swinging through and going, oh, hey, that's Russell Wilson's store versus down at Park Meadows where it's just you and your angry friends who won't let it go that he had a bad head coach. The uh, the Russell Wilson airport thing today was kind of funny. We were talking about it at the end of the drive. Between the Boulder thing yesterday and the airport thing today, Russ is like your friend who tells you he's going to do dry January and he makes it to, like, January 20th. <laughs> and then he just can't help himself. he got to have a brewski. Russ did so good. He made it till the middle of July. He had a very quiet offseason. And with training camp creeping up next week, James, he just can't help himself. I think He's blasting us on social media. It's every day. Russell Wilson somewhere new. A new video. New this. New that. The whole anonymous donor thing is gone. He worked in silence. He did because he lost a lot of weight. So we knew he worked in silence. But the silence has been broken. And it's all Russ mania once again as camp is uh, 10 days away. I like your analogy. I think it's more like the friend who got to January 29th on dry January, and then realized, oh, crap, I have a wedding? Mm. And it's like, ah, I did good enough. And he just lets it go. Like, he, he accomplished the goal. He did it. Those next two days weren't going to really matter. He's not going to enjoy his friend's wedding because he made some silly commitment to himself. It's like, nah, he, he checked the box. He did fine. You Russ, it, Russ isn't blowing up and he's all, uh, he's everywhere. There was a few posts yesterday. Dion was posting about it. Should we yell at Dion for posting about Russ? The Buffs were posted about it. The Broncos were posted about it. Jake Heaps posted about it. Oh, we got Jake Heaps going at Mace about it on Twitter. I don't know if people saw that interaction. Mace just wrote an article saying, hey, it's pretty interesting that Jake Heaps is banned from the Centura Health Training Center, but he's still working with Such Russ here. Overstatement. That he's banned. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is not. He, well, he's not welcome. What's the word you right. use to describe so that? So we were inaccurate a year ago with how we got all over Russell Wilson. And I'm including myself in this list, by the way. 
we got all over Russell Wilson for having all these other people around and not just working with team personnel. And then we come to find out, like, yeah, that's kind of the norm. And now we're saying, like, have we heard, like, I'm just being honest, have we heard Sean Payton say, Jay Keeps is banned, not welcome in the facility? Does he in have so an many words, anymore? I mean, no. he, went, he went viral with DMAC, four, four million plus views. When he said that's not going to happen around That was his introductory press conference, and it's not going to happen where he has an office. But are you telling me that if Jay Keeps, we will not see Jay Keeps anywhere at the Valley during training camp? Sean Payton has not said anything different. He has not retracted what he told DMAC on day one. Do you want to bet a coffee that Jay Keeps makes an appearance at training camp? He's going to buy a ticket and be up on the hill? No, he'll be down walking around on the field. I'm just telling you, man. I'm I'm going off the words of the head coach. He's not banned. He's not not welcome. He's not doing what he did last year. There's a huge chasm in between what it was last year and Bam. Well, you got Jake Heaps telling Mace this is year seven. Even though Mace never mentioned it wasn't year seven, Mace didn't get anything wrong in his article. He was just pointing out that Jake Heaps uh, has control of Russ for probably another ten days. And then he will pass him off to Sean Payton. You, so you're telling me that Russell Wilson isn't going to see Jay Keeps throughout the season like Patrick Mahomes sees his quarterback's coach throughout the season? Oh, he can see him, but Sean Payton is going to be much tougher on Russ. You do things my way or the highway. Agreed. Whereas Nathaniel Hackett was letting him get two different sets of coaching, and it was clearly messing with, with Russ's head. Agreed. Nathaniel Hackett was the parent who just let his kid raise himself. It was like... Lord of the Flies over there. They're just raising themselves. Like, that's what was going on. And now there's somebody who's actually saying, no, you have a curfew. I'm sorry. You're 15. You can't stay out till 3 a.m. Like, that's that's the difference. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the kid can never leave the house anymore, which is how you're making it sound. Like, he's he's on house arrest, and he's going you know, they, 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 to have an ankle bracelet, and he's not allowed anywhere outside. Come on. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... Once Sean Payton gets Russ, Russ plays for Sean Payton. Agreed. Russ, as it should be. Russ doesn't do what Jay Keeps says anymore. Russ does what Sean Payton and Davis okay. Webb and the rest and Joe Lombardi and the rest of that staff says. I agree. And to me, when when if you're going to have a quarterbacks coach or any sort of coach that's not on the staff, that coach should be helping you on footwork, you know, sort of your mechanics, maybe your arm position, things like that. Right, he shouldn't be helping you draw up plays and put together an alternative game plan. He shouldn't be changing like, oh, here's how your progression should work. Instead of you know A, B, and C, it should be A, C, B, whatever. Right? What I watched yesterday in the video up in Boulder, it was Jay Keeps working on footwork, how to open up your shoulder, open up your hips. You know, when you're rolling to the right or rolling to the left, it was mechanical kind of stuff. The based on how little time you get to actually spend in the facility now and with the coaches now, that's not the kind of thing he should be working on with the Broncos offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach or Sean Payton. That's the kind of stuff you got to get that work done uh, uh, on the outside. So that's great. Last year, it it became too much, and Russell Wilson and Jay Keeps overstepped their bounds, mm. right? It, but that's not on them. That's on the person who allowed it to happen. And that's why I think the fact that Nathaniel Hackett isn't here and that Sean Payton is in charge is going to be a good thing for everyone. And at the top of that list is Russell Wilson. But it doesn't mean Jay Keeps is, you know, that's a four-letter word at the Valley. But what is the point of Davis Webb then? Because the Broncos employ a quarterback's coach. So why are they paying Davis Webb to coach Russell Wilson this year if, if you're saying that's stuff that doesn't happen at the facility? That's stuff that should happen with Jay Keeps. Because when you're I- installing the – 
the playbook, when you're working on game plans, you first do that as a position group, right? So it's, hey, running backs, what are you supposed to do? Quarterbacks, what are you supposed to do? Receivers, what are you supposed to do? Linemen, what are you supposed to do? And that's what Davis Webb is working on. Or, hey, here's, here's what you should see here. Here's all your progressions. Here's all the rest of this stuff. And then when they come to get, then they come together as a team, and it all is it's hypothetically supposed to work. Davis or Davis Webb's not down there. He doesn't have time to work on Russell Wilson's footwork. What That's, else does he do? He's literally the quarterback's coach. He's working on here's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback on this play. Just like the running backs coach is working with the running backs on here's what you're supposed to do as a running back on this play. Sean, they, they don't go over everything as an entire group. Most of it is done in position groups before it all comes together as as 11 people on the field. That's what Davis Webb is working on. Of Hey, what uh, this this thick playbook, this phone book thickness of a playbook, which talk about an old reference, but a phone book thickness of playbook, what do you do as a quarterback on all of these? That's what they're trying to work through with their position coaches and the offensive coordinator and the head coach. This other stuff, mechanical stuff, man, you got to do that on your own time. Okay. We'll see. I mean, Russ has been in the league a long, long time. I think he knows his mechanical stuff. His well, footwork what is, has what proven is to be pretty Mahomes good over working on with his personal coach? I think it's just repetition more than anything okay. at that point. Okay. Well, it's the same kind of thing. Like, how do you not have bad habits, right? You just got to go keep doing it and having repetition. It, why isn't Mike Kafka doing that? Why wasn't Eric Bieniemy doing that? Well, because they don't have time to do that kind of stuff when they're working on how are we going to beat the Chargers on Sunday. You were part of a uh, round table during the 5 o'clock hour of the drive. Maybe a square table because there was four of you. Eh, we'll call it round. I don't like yeah. calling you guys squares. Uh, Chad, Orlando, DMAC, and yourself. Yeah. And it was it was very 2-2. It was DMAC and Chad saying, hey, I'm not off the Russell Wilson bandwagon, but he's got a lot to prove and earn my trust back. Whereas you and Orlando are just seeing these videos from Boulder and just driving this thing. Like, oh, my gosh, he threw an off-balance throw in Boulder. Playoffs, here we come. No, no. That, that's how it <laughs> felt. Okay, well, let me, let's back up. Let me reset it. Okay. Right? And it was, hey, I'm watching those videos, and DMAC's point was, he looked like a pro quarterback. He did. And every pro quarterback would have looked the same. My rebuttal was, no, 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 no. The way Russell Wilson can throw the deep ball with the flick of a wrist is different than a lot of quarterbacks. And if you go back to last year's season finale, his roll to the left, 55 yards downfield, in stride to Jerry Judy, it's a tremendous throw. There aren't a lot of human beings that can make that throw even in the NFL. A really that, good throw. That's not a Jarrett Stidham play. It's just not. So the fact that Russell Wilson has those kind of abilities, it's a little bit, and he's, he doesn't have this kind of arm. But if you used, remember watching Michael Vick throw, like he, he threw a football like we were throwing a Nerf ball. Like he just would flick it and it would go 50 yards in the air, like with just effortless. It's not quite to that point, but there is a difference. And I told the story, first time I was ever on the field for an NFL game, I think it was July 26, 1997. So it was a preseason game. Broncos to the Bills. Early preseason game because they played five preseason games that year. Wow. First one was at home. They wound up going down to Mexico City for a game against the Dolphins. That's when Elway ruptured his bicep tendon. But anyhow, I'm on the field and I'm watching the quarterbacks warm up. And they're throwing like 15-yard out routes or whatever. And you're watching. Back then they had a ton of quarterbacks in camp. And you're watching them make the throw. And the receiver runs straight. They throw the ball. He breaks. Boom. Hits him right in stride. You're like, man. That's impressive. Like, this is just like clockwork. And then Elway throws one. The guy runs straight. He breaks. Elway sells him throwing the ball. And then it's just, and just throwing a dart. All of a sudden, the football's there. Yeah, it's like, well, that's different. Like, all these other guys are in the 
top 0.1% of people who can throw a football. Yeah. And Elway's on a completely different level. Russell Wilson's not John Elway. He's not Jay Cutler in terms of arm strength. But he's better than the vast majority of guys. And to not recognize that of, hey, he's got a ton of natural ability, and that should be something that Sean Payton should be salivating at, at working with, I just think is being unfair to Russell Wilson because we're mad about the fact that he had a bad year last year and the team went 5-12. and 12. But, it, but it feels to me like, and I got vibes of this when you talked with D-Mac and Chad, that you and Orlando, to some extent, were still not willing to accept that there is a large segment of the fan base that is hesitant to just dive back into Russ I Mania. Accept it. I accept it because I said, hey, I'm driving the bandwagon. Okay. And it's it's open throughout the season. Jump on whenever you want to. I'm not saying, like Nuggets fans, hey, if you ever said anything negative about this guy in your life, you're not welcome to the bandwagon. Because I get why people say it. A lot of it is fair. I think a lot of it is unfair. But if you want to be hesitant to get on the Russell Wilson bandwagon, I get it. I understand it. That's why in two weeks when you come back to me, fine, hop on board. Four I'm weeks, not hopping fine. on in two hop weeks. Hop on board. I'll hop on if they beat Kansas City on Thursday Night Football. And you know what? I'm not going to allow myself to get burned like so many of us did last year. And on Friday, October 13th, Friday the 13th, it'll be very appropriate. I will let you on the bandwagon. Great. I'm going to say there's about a 10% chance I get on that bandwagon. That's fine. And there's going to be a 90% chance you're jumping out the driver's side, ditching it because you're you're upset that you drove it and you missed. No. And you whiffed. Just so you know, the door is always open, Will. You're always welcome on the old bandwagon. but, But let's play the hypothetical. What if you whiff? What if by October 13th, we're talking about trying to see Jarrett Stidham? Uh, there's a, I think you flipped. I think there's a 10% chance that happens. I do. I'm not going to say it's and not going to Will you be the first one to put the foot on the gas and yes. jump off? Yes. And I will ditch Thelma, that thing? I will Thelma and Louise that thing off okay. the old cliff. That's all I wanted to hear. I sure will. I, I will. And look, that is going to be a disaster if that happens. Because the, can- the, the salary cap implications... If they have to move on from Russell Wilson after this year, I think it's $89 million. It's insane. And it's you can either have that in one year or you can wait till post-June 1 and break it up over two years. You're going to have $40-some million in 2024 and then 2025 tied up in a guy that's not on your roster. You're going to give him $160 million of guaranteed money, and he never played a down of that? Uh, it's it's not going to happen. It would be the worst contract in NFL history. It just would. It will be the worst contract in the history of sports. Yes. So he will have to be absolutely, positively dreadful. If he plays like he did last year, he's not getting cut. That's how bad he will have to be to get cut. Mm. And he's not going to play like he did I mean, last year. What if we're debating touchdowns, bathrooms, week 15? Because that's where we were at last year, man. You, you think they're really gonna? You really think they're gonna roll into twenty twenty four with this dude? If we're debating touchdowns and bathrooms come December, you really think they're gonna have forty million dollars of dead cap for back to back? I seasons? really think their head coach has proven to be the most salary cap savvy uh, workaround guy in NFL history. Or and Sean Payton can work some of his gymnastics. Or he's the guy who will put your team in salary cap purgatory and then bail when the bill comes. That's what he did in New Orleans. He got way too long of a deal for way too many years. Let's not act like he's some sort of, you know, cap gymnastics guy. He is. The Saints have had the worst cap issue for the last couple of years because as soon as the bill came due, he's the guy who gets up and goes to the bathroom when the check shows up. And they were also a contender for 13 straight years because he managed to jump through the hoops every year. He's a great coach. I don't think he's a guy that is a great cap guy. I, I, I'll give him a ton of credit for being a great coach. 
But you don't stay that good for that long in the NFL unless you are a good cap guy because you're constantly having to bring in reinforcements. Mm, there's a you're lot constantly of, having to restock the cupboard. There's a lot of good, you know, investment guys who eventually decide, oh, I'm going to short that, and then it bites them. And that's what happened down in New Orleans. I, you know, I don't expect him to have a perfect record. I just think Sean can get out of this Russ thing better than any of us realize. I think he's proven to be a how a, the a, rules are the rules. Uh, is, is you the can't cap, make it go away, James. Is the cap even real? I mean, the cap oh is like gosh. a myth at some point. The amount of teams that just circumvent this thing year in and year out, and we hear, oh, they only have two million in cap space left, and they sign a guy for twelve million because they just deferred ten of it. They're, it's unreal to me how many loopholes there are in the salary cap in the NFL that I'm convinced at this point it's not even all that real. But the money at some point comes due and does count. It all, every single dollar of it. There's a they way kick to kick it down the road. That's what they're going to have to do. But what I'm saying is, Sean Payton, who Orlando sat in this chair and said, hey, I don't know that he's going to be here very long. I would agree with him. I think the Broncos will be in a bet, much better position when he leaves than when he got here. But he's going to kick the can down the road for three or four years to try to race, quote-unquote, the Russell Wilson cap hit, and then the next guy is going to inherit that mess. So I'm telling you, whether it's 24, 25, or it's kicked down the road, at some point, if Russell Wilson has a bad year this year and they have to move on from him, it is going to be two disastrous seasons of cap purgatory for the Broncos that they won't sign up for that. He will have to be the worst quarterback in the league for them to say, yeah, let's go do that. But did we, did we ever get a number of years on Sean Payton's deal? Because that's a – I love O, but that's a pretty bold statement to say you don't think he's going to be here for that I long. thought it was five for 90. That, maybe that, that's just the rumor. That was the ballpark, but, it, you know, they're secretive about this stuff. I don't think Sean Payton signed up to jump ship in a year or two. I'm it, not saying it, a year or two, but I'm saying, look, you have this year with Russ, then you cut him, and then how do you avoid the 24 and 25 cap purgatory – you restructure guys, kick the can down the road. Now he's through three years, and he bails before the 26th season and leaves that problem for somebody else. I mean, KJ is telling me in my ear right now it is indeed a five-year deal. I don't think Sean Payton leaves the cushy TV set unless he was ready to dive back into this for five more years. If you're ready to just be – if you got one foot in the door, one foot out, you just do TV for the rest of your life. You know it's just done TV yeah, for the rest of your life? Bill Cower. Bill Cower has done TV for the rest of his life. That's worked out pretty well. I, I don't mean to be pessimistic here, but there's millions of people every year who walk down the aisle thinking they're signing up for a lifetime and bail before a lifetime's over. So, but he he signed up for five years. I I I would tell you today, I would be stunned if Sean Payton is not the Denver Broncos coach for the next five years. I think he will honor that contract and then some, and then he and the Walton Penner family ownership group will be talking extension after that. That would be my gut. Peyton Manning signed a five-year contract to be the Broncos quarterback and didn't see the end of it. Right, because he had to play, and his body no longer cooperated. Mm, I think he would have been a better option than Trevor Simeon in 2016. I I agree with you on that, but in theory, Sean, if he stays healthy, Sean can coach for another 20 years. Yeah, but he also could look at it and say, hey, I'm 60 years old. I've made $50 million. Why am I working these kind of hours? I want to go be on my boat. Then he could have just stayed at his cushy TV job where we heard him say he and his wife argued and debated because he only had to work one day a week. But in the next three years, he's going to make $54 million. I don't think Sean was hurting for cash before this gig. Well, an extra $54 million doesn't hurt. Never hurt anyone, but it wasn't like he couldn't be on a boat. Listen, do you think Sean Payton needs this job right now or no. could he go be on a boat? No, he's got a little something he wants to prove. But if it doesn't go well, does he just go, eh, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I, this isn't worth a headache. I could see it happening. So if you made me bet, do I think he's going to 
fulfill the five-year contract? I would say no. I would take no on that one. All right. Well, you say 90% chance Russ is awesome this year. <laughs> I think there's a 90%, 90% chance they, they have to move on. I think there's a 10% chance they have to move on. I think there's a 90% chance he's somewhere between awesome and have to move on. There's a 90% chance he's back on the team in 2024. I am with Chad and DMAC. I'm still on the bandwagon. That's okay. So, but let, so no, you're you're still on. Did still you already on? join? Well, I'm, you already see it. You, I said two weeks. It took you twelve minutes. But I'm going to say fifty-five, forty-five. That's my percentage on this thing. Fifty-five. Russ does enough this year to be the quarterback in twenty-four. Forty-five. Sean Payton, salary cap expert, is working his magic. I'm just telling you. Did you not see him in that shirt with the cutoff sleeves? Throwing dimes up at Folsom? Last time I checked, dimes on an empty football field in July don't win any games. Uh, well, if you can't complete them, you ain't going to win any games. He was doing those in San Diego last year, James. We were all going nuts uh, for his palm tree it, videos with it, Cortland Sutton. In all seriousness, this is this is another thing that I do like about it and that it doesn't bother me, that it's all here. It's not a video of him in Monte Carlo trying to convince himself and us that he's working out. When we all know, you go on vacation, yeah, you go down to the gym at the uh, hotel and you, you put in like 12 minutes and try and make yourself feel better about it. It ain't the same workout you do at home. And going up to Boulder and working out with Dion and working out with those guys, I'm fine with that. You're not distracted by a million other things. It's just, hey, you got to get some work in. You could sit around and do nothing for the next two weeks yeah, and get all fat and sassy or... You could go get some work in and be ready to go next week. And then go to DIA today and, and wave to all the people while Man, you open your new store. all people want him to just be a hermit. <laughs> I'm just saying he made it to July 17th. And then he <laughs> fell off the wagon. It was, it, was, it was a good run. It was a good run. A lot of Russ content at DenverSports.com because, oh well, Russ gosh. is out and about. Fell off the wagon. Coming up on the other side, though, uh, did the Broncos admit today they made a mistake by requiring tickets for training camp? Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Did the Broncos admit today they made a mistake by requiring tickets for training camp? Let's dive into it. He's James Merrillat. I'm Will Peterson. James, the Broncos this afternoon, ooh, they walked things back just a little bit. Not all the way. They didn't ditch the whole tickets thing for training camp, but they have now set up a procedure for fans to return training camp tickets with the hope being that if you wake up on a Tuesday and all of a sudden you and your family can't go, you're going to have the decency to log on to your Ticketmaster app, follow three steps, give your tickets back, and someone else is going to be able to claim said tickets. Is this enough in your opinion? Should they have not done anything like this at all in the first place? Where do you stand on now the second layer of ticket training camp drama with the Broncos? Well, I think it just suggests that the whole thing wasn't completely thought through, right? Because if it was, you would have announced all of this at once. It wouldn't have been, hey, we're going to announce that you have to have tickets the day before they become available, right? Like, that made it seem kind of rushed. And now you're having to add this back in, what, three, four weeks later. It's like, okay, so now you're seeing the flaws in your original plan, which if you'd have just thought it all through, I think a lot of people could have seen this, right? Like DMAC's been saying for weeks that it's going to be the least attended training camp of all time. If they got 3,000 people a day, it wouldn't be. The reason it's not going to be is there's no impetus to use the tickets that you gobbled up, right? It's like, eh, I got them. I was thinking maybe I'd go on August 2nd, but shoot, come to find out 
My kid wants to go to Waterworld before the summer ends, so we're going to do that. It's 95-degree day. We're going to go to Waterworld instead of bake out on the hill. It, you, so you're just not going to go, and that's going to happen with a lot of people. Who's going to have the, I won't even say the decency, just the thought process of, oh, you know what I should do, though? I should return those tickets. Like, I'll, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt that if they were reminded of it, they would do it. But who's going to think that way for a free ticket? Yeah, when you're, not. When, when you're trying to pack the minivan and pack the snacks and you got four screaming kids and you're trying to get up to Waterworld, where on your priority list is, oh, I should go on Ticketmaster and figure out how to give these six tickets back? Yeah. You know, when, if you've ever, have you ever been to the sand dunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you can rent the little sleds to go down the dunes. Yes. And it's like 20 bucks. Okay. Right? But if you don't return them, they take your credit card. Swipe it. If you don't return them, it's 200 bucks. Why? Because otherwise, every night they'd send a staff up to pull those things off the sand dunes because nobody would return them. There's no motivation to return these things. If you had to pay $10 for them and you got four for your family, right? And then, hey, if you return them, you get your $40 back, you would return them. This is going to be a disaster. So here's what fans have to do. You have to log into your Ticketmaster account. That's always fun. Choose my events and then find the date for which you want to return your tickets. So that'll mean, first of all, I'll have to try and figure out what was my password because they make me change it seemingly every time I log in and what version of it is it. Okay, so now I'm now I'm 10 minutes deep by the time they finally sent me a reset the password email. I go in and do it, but now I'm on the Safari instead of in the app, and I got to okay. So now I'm finally done that. Now what do I do? So now when you're in the page labeled event details, click on a button that reads request a refund. Oh my gosh! And then after selecting the refund re- request, prompts will confirm the refund, even though there's not a refund. You're just giving your tickets back. The tickets will then become available for other fans to claim. You can return your tickets up to 30 minutes before the start of the practice session. There are a lot of people. I mean, we all have these things we've subscribed to on our phone, right? And it hits our credit card for 99 cents or $1.99 or whatever a month. And it's just like the hassle of going in. And to cancel a subscription on your iPhone is pretty easy. It's like, you know, click the button on the right side twice and you're done. It's still, though, like you just don't notice it. You don't want to jump through the hoops. And that's to save a couple bucks a month that, you know, adds up to, you know, the subway or something at the end of the year. Right. This is for nothing. You're going to jump through all these hoops to save yourself no money? Yeah, camp tickets are officially sold out. They sold out last weekend. Uh, we all know those three practices sold out within an hour of the tickets going on sale. So it's, again, my skeptical nature with the debacle we've seen with Ticketmaster and the entertainment industry, particularly the concerts. How many of those 3,000 that went in the first hour went to a person? Uh, I I understand you have to check a box that says I'm not a robot. Last time I checked, robots have technology to check the box they're not a robot. You can tell me out of those 3,000, <laughs> 2,000 only went to people. What was it you said in the last segment that you didn't think was real? The cap. The cap. And now you think there are robots that can check the box that says they're not robots? Yeah, I do actually. Okay. All right. I'm I mean, not, if I'm you were an inventor of robot technology, wouldn't one of your big things be... Be able to check the box that says you're not a robot? Sure. Yeah, just jump through the, the loophole. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Can you tell me that first hour, James, those 3,000 tickets, are we saying those went to 3,000 people with beating hearts who intended to go? No, because some of them went to bots, some of them went to people who try to resell them, and some of them went to people who panicked and got their tickets six weeks out and have no idea what their plans are on that day. And like you said, plans are going to change because that's how life works. Plans change. Here's how I think this is going to go. I think... First day of the 28th, there's going to be a lot of people that are there. 
opening day of, of training course. camp, first day of Sean Payton, you remember that you got the first day of camp. If you got August 5th, you might not remember you got August 5th, right? Second day is a Saturday. It's the return to football. It's where they have a lot of the you know youth kids come out. That'll be a big crowd. You'll get like 1,000 people on August 2nd, like 750 people on August 4th. By August 5th and beyond, they'll just quietly let anybody who comes down get in. Because they don't want the photos of, hey, look at the 300 people that showed up to Broncos camp. That's my prediction is the ticket thing just kind of fades away. It wouldn't be a bad strategy on the the Broncos part because then you're hopefully going to get, you know, they want the shots of the full looking Mm -hmm. hill. um, Because those are the kind of things, James, that for as, as silly as they are, if the wrong picture goes viral, it's going to go, you know what the narrative is going to be. Look how down Broncos country is on Russell Wilson because yeah. only 300 people showed up to camp today. Yeah, and, and that will be the result of a lot of things. It'll be, hey, a lot of people scooped up tickets with good intentions that they thought they would go, but plans change. Seriously, if I said, Will, what are you doing on August 30th? You have no idea. No clue. Unless it's like a wedding or something, you have no clue. So I'm like, hey, you want to go golfing? Sure. And then we get closer to it, and you're like, oh, man, shoot, I got to work. We got this this thing, whatever. Like, you realize as you get closer, this stuff comes up. That's going to happen to a ton of people who got tickets. This whole process that you just outlined, sorry, people just aren't going to do it. I wouldn't do it, so I'm not saying this to be mean and to call people out. It's a pain in the butt to get nothing out of it. You get no refund. You just, for the greater good of Broncos country, like, okay, that's not going to happen. They're going to realize there's a ton of unused tickets every day. There's going to be a certain percentage of people that, for some reason, don't even know there's tickets that are needed, and they're just going to start letting people in. That's my prediction of how this is going to all unfold. And that would be the ultimate admission that this was a mistake. Because today was sort of the half admission. It was a mistake, right? And then if come early August, maybe, you know, August 5th, I like your date there, if it's just sort of the worst-kept secret in town is you no longer need a ticket, then that would be the full admission this was a mistake. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know... You know whose grand idea this was to to do this tickets thing? Did it did it rise as high as the ownership group? Um, did it rise as high as Damani Leach? I don't know, but someone thought the tickets were a good idea, and now today is the first step of trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. That's what it feels like. We'll see. I mean, maybe there's a there's more clamoring to go to camp than we thought, and they're going to get an answer to some extent. I, I mean, when they went to this plan to begin with. I saw it as the first step toward getting to where they're charging you for camp. This may, if it's total debacle, it may make them scrap that. Or if it's somewhere in between, it may accelerate it because they'll say, you know what, this would work, but we got to charge a nominal amount to make sure people use the tickets and to make sure people return them. So it will actually become the justification for making it $10 for every ticket. You're right, because you're much more likely to circle it on the calendar, calendar if you paid 40 Correct. bucks for your family of four to go than if you paid zero. Correct. And they can make 30 grand per practice. There's 12 of them, 360 grand. Drop in the bucket for an NFL team. But it's still $360,000 that they can put into Broncos charities or something like that, put it into the, the Broncos Boys and Girls Club, and it'll at least be for a good cause. It, unless you put an, a dollar on it, it's, it's a silly system. You either need to have no system or you need to charge. I give them credit for trying to do the right thing today. I do, too. I, I think it's a good idea today. I just, I'm with you. I'm not sure what percentage of people are going are gonna to do this. To me, it's, it's somewhere in the single-digit percentages. It's, they, it's 5% of people. I give credit to the person trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube, but sorry, you still have a mess. 
Probably shouldn't have just done the tickets thing in the first place. I agree. I think that would have been the easiest solution. All right, coming up on the other side, Bruce Brown today on a podcast, unfiltered, for more than an hour. We'll relay some of the best things he said. 303-713-1043 is the RamosLaw.com text line if you want to get in. A lot of reaction to our Russell Wilson debate and then this new wrinkle on being able to return unused training camp tickets for the Broncos that was announced this afternoon. You can read all the details at denversports.com. But Loveland Trucker chimes in, James, and says, the only people who will return the tickets are the same people who put the shopping carts back in the corral. Okay. Now, come on. Do you put the shopping cart back in the corral? I do. Yeah, I think I, it's the I, right thing to do. Exactly. And I think 70% of people do. 70% of people ain't returning these tickets. How about this one? Here's a little uh, test for you. If now you don't pay in cash very much anymore, but back in the day when you used to pay in cash, if they gave you the wrong change, like one time I, my thing was like $1.60 and I gave them t- two singles and she put in 20 and she gave me change for a 20. Ugh. Do you tell them? I, I think that, I mean, for 18 bucks, that is literally the world's worst karma. I agree. And you have to give the 18 bucks back because if not, you're going to get hit by a semi on your way home. I'm 100% with you. So I'm 100% with you. Bad, bad karma. If you need the 18 bucks that much, then it's just, it's it's not worth it. I think that's being honest. I think returning the carts is being, not being lazy and not making it to where the, the guy who's working at King Supers or whatever has to run all over the parking lot to get your cart. Put them back in one place. This is a totally different deal. Uh, the Denver Nuggets and Bruce Brown took their Western Conference final series against the Lakers personally. At least that's what the former Denver guard told Theo Pinson, a former national champion with North Carolina, on a recent podcast called The Title League. James, did you catch any of these clips today with Bruce Brown? Some of them, but uh, I don't think I caught them all. So this one was fascinating. This, to me, was the one that stood out the most. And I'm just going to play it for you, but it's Bruce Brown on the Lakers vs. Nuggets series, why they took it personally, and a really interesting footnote on Nikola Jokic. I play La La Land. The Lakers, I think that series for us was, like, more personal than any other series. It clearly if don't know why. It clearly f- But it was like, y'all wanted that neck. smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all wanted yeah, all that smoke. He was smoke. talking that sh- Everybody. Nicole, I've never seen Nicole, like, speak on the court. He was talking He wasn't shit. talking, but he was, like, into the game. Yeah. Like, like he wasn't playing no games, He was bro. playing no games. Bro, like, he, like, he had something to prove, and he the best player in the world. I've never heard Nikola talk on the court. He was playing no games like he had something to prove, and he's the best player in the world. That shows you, James, how much the Nuggets had to get this Lakers series, and Nikola Jokic would never admit it, ever, ever admit it. But to finally silence his critics, he knew he had to beat LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, the Nuggets clearly had something to prove, right? I think part of that goes back to... The loss, and by the way, the Rockies are just throwing BP at the moment. Uh, that goes back to the loss in the in the bubble in 2020, some of it. I think a lot of it for Jokic was getting snubbed for the MVP, right, and all the chatter. And I do think when all that was going on, all the Kendrick Perkins stuff, I think he just was kind of like, you know what, I don't want any part of this, and I'm going to shut her down for the most part here in the at the end of the year, and I'm going to go make my statement on the court in the playoffs, and that's what was going on there. And you can play great against the Timberwolves, but that was always the Spiro Didi's crew, right? Sure. They were, the, they were the, not the, the primetime game. 
you can play great against the Suns. That gets a little bit more attention. But you're in the Western Conference Finals. It's LeBron James who's featured on ESPN social media every day of the year, even in the offseason, and you're going out and you're sweeping them. That's sending a message. It was, it, a, it was a peek behind the curtain that Jokic can always be funny and goofy and have the moment where he's pulling the mic out at the presser and talk about how he wants to go to the pool and talk about how he wants to be home with his horses. You're not the best player on earth unless you have a competitiveness yeah. deep inside of you that you might be good at hiding. But even Bruce Brown revealed today with that quote that Nikola Jokic, he, it wasn't legacy quite yet because Jokic is still pretty young, but it was the start of building his legacy by yeah. winning that series and eventually winning a title. And again, we, we sort of take Jokic as this goofball who doesn't take anything seriously. You're not that good at basketball unless you do take it seriously. Right, and you and I talked about it during the playoffs, and I don't want to speak for you, but if memory serves, both of us were kind of tired of the Nikola Jokic doesn't care narrative. We were. I mean, it's like, come on, he does care. Now, he, he doesn't show it in the same way as everybody else. But like you said, and it was very well put, you're not the best play, player in the world if you don't care. Correct. If it's like, eh, I'll just show up and take it as it goes. You know, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. There's always tomorrow. Sun's going to come up. We'll go to the pool. No. You, you have to be wired pretty much like an alpha to be able to be that guy. And we got a, we did get a little peek behind the curtain there. I also do think there was the motivation to beat the Lakers. Michael Malone pushed all the right buttons in that series, especially after game one when it was like, ah, the Lakers, Lakers lost, but Hachimura, well, that was a right. great adjustment. Right. Man, he was all over that. He deserves a ton of credit for getting his team mindset in the perfect place. What a fun, positive way to finish the show. James complimenting Michael Malone. This whole conversation, though, is worth your time because Brown doesn't hold anything back. He speaks on how he knew the Nuggets had the Lakers in game four when LeBron hit a wall. That's Bruce Brown saying he knew LeBron was out of gas. Partying in Vegas with Jokic, which is just a funny That's story. Fun. And then Bruce Brown said Minnesota may have been the toughest series for the Nuggets in the playoffs. I've always maintained it was Phoenix. He says it might have been the Timberwolves. I don't disagree. If you go back and watch those games, I mean, Anthony Edwards had a shot to win game five. And going back to game six, that could be trouble. So I, I, you can go read about DenverSports.com. We've got the link there. But uh, we'll miss you, Bruce. Good luck in Indiana. Appreciate all the insight today. For KJ, Bruce for James, I'm Will. It's Denver Sports Tonight on The Fan. Leave your situations at the door. So when you step inside, jump on the floor.